0: Clovis, building a healthy life together. What's up, everybody? Justin Nault here with another episode of the Clovis Culture Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be clearing up some of the confusion surrounding a wildly misleading headline that is being plastered all over social media. If you've spent any amount of time on any of the social networks in the past week, you have likely read this headline. Quote, Shock Report. This week, CDC quietly updated COVID 19 numbers. Only 9,210 Americans died from COVID 19 alone. End quote. Of course, countless opportunists took this headline and ran with it, and now there are all sorts of people online claiming that only 9,210 people have died from COVID. That is simply not true. At least, not according to the data. Don't worry, we're going to dig into all of this and more in this episode. Before we begin, I just want to tell you about a brand new free program that I have launched called the Clovis Crash Course. This is a course that will teach you everything you need to know about the Clovis lifestyle and my approach to nutrition and fitness. Over the course of five days, you will receive a daily email lesson and a daily video lesson covering the most critical aspects of health and wellness, and, perhaps even more importantly, debunking some of the most common myths in the world of nutrition and fitness. Along with your daily video and email lessons, you will also receive links to YouTube videos and podcasts to help you further your education and continue learning about the topics we cover each day. Again, the Clovis Crash Course is 100% free, All you have to do to join is visit iamclovis.com slash crash course. Again, iamclovis.com slash crash course, or just click on the link in the show notes within your podcast app. Sign up for the crash course, and you will receive your day one email immediately. I cannot wait to share this information with you. All right, on to the podcast episode. Enjoy. What's up, everybody? Justin Ault here. Today, we're going to be talking all about the new CDC data in regards to COVID-19 deaths. This has everybody up in arms. It's being plastered all over social media, mostly people just grabbing headlines, tweaking the data, skewing the data, misinterpreting the headlines, and sharing it for their own political agendas. This is driving me a little bit crazy, and I'm hoping that this video can help you clear up some of the confusion. First things first, if you're watching this on YouTube, please click the like button and the subscribe button. This way, you never miss another Clovis video. If you're watching this on Facebook, click the like button, click the love button, all of the happy emojis. Click the share button if you think this will be useful for your loved ones. And like the Clovis Culture page, facebook.com slash the Clovis Culture. All right, let's dive in into this new CDC data. First things first, I just want to be clear right from the jump. In this episode, I'm not going to try to tell you what is right, what is wrong, what the government should have done, what the government should have done, what all of us as citizens should or should not have done or should do, on and on. The problem with this is every single person ranting about this on social media, one way or the other, they think that they are right and the other side is wrong this is really the result of two things one ego plain and simple two lack of critical thinking yes all of you who shared this cdc data with nothing but a headline and said see only six percent of covid deaths were actually from covid you just lied to your followers I mean, blatantly lied to them. You lied to your friends and family without using any critical thinking or stopping to think to yourself, perhaps I don't fully understand this data beyond this headline that I just read. Why didn't you have these thoughts? Ego, that's why. Ego, lack of self-awareness. I talk about this all the time in Clovis content. And I want you to understand, this is not a judgment. Every living human on earth faces ego every day, day in and day out. This is no different. You had already decided your position on COVID in your mind, and your heels were already dug in. You didn't want your mind changed. You went looking for confirmation bias. Your ego allowed you to find confirmation bias and then foolishly share that confirmation bias with the rest of the world as if it were fact. Again, I am not insulting you. I think this is wonderful data for you. It is a huge opportunity for growth. And before you get mad at me and turn this episode off, I urge you to check your ego out the door and dig into this with me. We're gonna explore exactly what this new CDC data has actually taught us. Okay, so let's dig into the actual data. The most recent updates pulled directly from the CDC website state that 6% of COVID deaths listed COVID as the only cause of death, meaning the only cause of death listed on the actual death certificate. The CDC also stated that the remaining 94% of COVID deaths had on average 2.6 comorbidities. The word comorbidity just means the simultaneous presence of two chronic diseases or conditions in one patient. For instance, if a COVID patient has diabetes, hypertension, autoimmune conditions, cancer, heart disease, these would all be examples of comorbidities. This means that only about 9,100 death certificates list COVID as the only cause of death. And of course, this number changes daily and it will be different depending on when you watch this video. Another thing worth noting here is that the vast majority of deaths were in people of advanced age. In fact, elderly nursing home patients who make up just 0.6% of the total population account for 45% of COVID deaths and a full 80% of COVID deaths were in individuals over the age of 65. Here's a fun fact for you. This is almost a exactly the same as a seasonal flu. This is directly from the CDC. Quote, it's estimated that between 70% and 85% of seasonal flu related deaths have occurred in people 65 years and older. End quote. Again, that is directly from the CDC. Now, all of this data could very easily suggest that the mortality rate for COVID is exponentially less than we previously thought. But Before you get too excited, it's not that simple. It just isn't. It is completely normal for death certificates to list multiple major contributing factors of death. That's kind of standard of practice. Another important note here is that many of these deaths labeled with comorbidities often list things like pneumonia or ARDS as comorbidities. But we now know that COVID can actually cause pneumonia and ARDS. So these should certainly be thought of as COVID deaths, even though they wouldn't be counted as COVID only deaths. Do you see how this starts to get more and more complex as you peel back the layers of the onion? It's just not fair to say that if someone died with COVID and also died with diabetes, that COVID didn't kill them. That's simply inaccurate. It's also not fair to claim pneumonia is a comorbidity if the COVID infection caused the pneumonia. Again, things are starting to get more and more complex the more we dig in. You can't just say that 94% of deaths were not COVID deaths because they listed other factors. That would be dishonest. However, it would also be dishonest to say that 94% of deaths were definitely caused by COVID. Both of those statements are astronomically wrong and ignorant because yes, there are people on the other side claiming every single one of those 94% of deaths were in fact caused directly by COVID. They are extremists and their heels are dug in as well. And they're being emotional, not rational. So again, all of us the general public, the average Joes, we're really still in the dark on this thing. Not to mention people claiming that hospitals are labeling things like heart attacks, strokes, and advanced stage cancer as COVID deaths. I would argue that nobody can safely say those deaths were directly caused by COVID. That's just not true. But again, the bottom line is we're in the dark. We don't know. And we should all just be honest about this. You and I are not out there collecting this data. We all get on Google and we search for shit and we think we're fucking scholars all of a sudden. It's just not so, ladies and gentlemen. Personally, I trust about 0% of information plastered on the screen from mainstream news outlets. I just don't, I don't trust it, like at all. But hey, that's just me. I'm just a guy on the internet not saying that you need to live life the way that I do, but we're not completely in the dark because one thing is crystal clear from this data, should we choose to believe this data at all. And that is that the overwhelming majority of COVID deaths are unhealthy people of advanced age. Here's the thing, everybody. We've known that since the beginning. Guys like me in the ancestral health and wellness world have been screaming this from the rooftops for months now, and it's fallen completely on deaf ears. That's how it seems. I'm just being honest. And just to make this argument absolutely impenetrable, as we go forward, I'm going to measure who is healthy using conventional mainstream medical standards. Now, I want to preface that by saying I think it's actually far worse than this because mainstream medical standards are far too laxed and based on the health of average people in America, which is very, very far from healthy, if you ask me. But even still, I am going to use mainstream data to drive this point home. Let's talk about who is truly at risk. Not risk of infection, but risk of death by COVID. A study published in the journal Metabolic Syndrome and Related Disorders evaluated NHANES data and revealed that just one in eight Americans have optimal metabolic health. That's just 12%, everybody, leaving the other 88% of Americans suffering from some level of metabolic dysfunction. To give you some more details, the study defined metabolic health as having ideal levels of blood sugar, triglycerides, high-density lipoprotein, known as HDL cholesterol, blood pressure, and waist circumference without using medications. Now, these are factors that directly relate to a person's risk for heart disease, diabetes, and stroke, and these are the guidelines they used for this study. In the study, participants who were obese fared the worst, not surprising, with just 0.5% achieving optimal metabolic health. However, what's slightly less expected was that less than half of those who were underweight and less than one-third of participants with normal body weight had optimal metabolic health health. I need to repeat that for you. Less than half of those who were underweight and less than one third of participants with normal body weights had optimal metabolic health. I want every single person listening to this to remember this data when they read headlines and hear people saying things like COVID kills healthy people too. This drives me crazy, everybody. If the people spreading that kind of nonsense wanted to be more accurate, They would actually say COVID doesn't just kill overweight people. It also kills lean individuals with poor metabolic health. I would have no problem with them saying that. It's way more honest because that's actually the point they're trying to make. The problem is they don't have enough prerequisite knowledge to even make the point correctly. This is because the vast majority of Americans define healthy by one single piece of data. Is the person fat? If not, they assume that the individual is super healthy. I've said it before and I'll say it again. There are countless diabetics, both type one and type two, walking around with six pack abs. There are lean individuals who have had strokes and heart attacks. All sorts of health problems are happening internally in people who look quite healthy from the outside looking in. If those people die from COVID, the headlines will undoubtedly call them healthy people killed by COVID. Okay. So what does all of this mean for COVID when combined with the new CDC data? Let's assume we make the bold claim that only people suffering from metabolic dysfunction have any risk whatsoever of dying from COVID-19. Well, unfortunately for most people watching this video right now, that means that 88% of the American population does in fact carry some level of risk of death from COVID-19. Now, that is the super bleak outlook that we could take on this data. But don't forget, the CDC data also shows that the vast majority of deaths were also in people of advanced age. You can basically account for almost all deaths as 55 years and older, with risk growing exponentially beyond the age of 65. So we've talked about the CDC data, we've talked about the metabolic health study. What does this combination of data actually tell us? The new CDC numbers tell us the vast majority of COVID deaths are in metabolically unhealthy people. The metabolic health study tells us that 88% of Americans are, in fact, metabolically unhealthy. So the combination of data tells us that if you are a young and truly healthy person, you have an infinitesimally small chance of dying from COVID-19. The combination of data also tells us that if you are metabolically unhealthy, you have a higher risk of death from COVID-19. 19. And that risk goes up even more if you are metabolically unhealthy and over the age of 55. The problem is we have no idea what the actual risk is. The data is just not clear. And the sad truth here is that the data probably won't be clear for a very long time. It might never be accurate or clear. In all honesty, that is a very real possibility. For that reason, I hope you weren't watching this video looking for some kind of definitive answer because I just don't have one. The reason I'm making this video is because you need to be willing to put your critical thinking hat on before you go crazy over headlines and start shooting out social media posts screaming at all your friends. I'm making this video for two reasons. One, so you don't make a fool of yourself on social media ranting about data that you haven't looked into. And two, so I can help you understand that your own personal metabolic health is the only thing that you can actually control here. It is the only thing. The only thing. Let me break your brains here a bit. The thing is, it doesn't matter if the virus even exists. It just doesn't. Okay, you might be thinking, Justin has officially lost his mind. What the hell is he talking about? But if you've watched any of my previous content, you know that I love thought experiments. I love them. And here comes a big one. So stick with me here. First things first, I think it is madness at this point to suggest the virus doesn't exist at all. But let's just say that we're somehow true. Well, it doesn't matter. Like, at all. And here's why. The excess death rate data. If we study the time period between March 1st through the end of May in the year 2020 and we compare that to previous years, we still have an excess death rate of 122,000 deaths. The kicker is only 30% of those excess deaths are labeled COVID deaths which means we're either drastically undercounting COVID deaths or we've seen over 85,000 deaths in America as the result of the lockdown. Suicide, substance abuse overdoses, domestic violence, you name it. This lockdown has had a tremendous cost on our economy and the mental health of millions of people. The reality is the country is still on some form of lockdown. Millions of businesses have closed permanently. Millions of people have lost their jobs and their savings. Kids are out of schools, etc., etc. Now here is the brain breaking part that I promised. It doesn't actually matter if the virus is real because us humans create our own reality. We made the virus real. Again, before you freak out, Let me be clear. I think the virus is real. Don't think that I don't. This is just a thought experiment. Let me pull you back to reality for just a second before we dive back into this thought experiment. Even if the virus weren't real, the current state of reality is exactly what it is. We do not have a time machine. You cannot go back in time and change this. Whether or not the response was correct only impacts how we move forward. We cannot move back in time. That is simply not possible. And I know this is a little woo-woo and a little esoteric. If you're not used to this kind of critical thinking, you probably have a very funny look on your face right about now. (laughs) Maybe something like this. But it's the truth. Human behavior is going to be impacted for years to come. There are people who are so terrified of this thing, they will likely live the rest of their lives like some kind of hermit in isolation. That's super sad, and I do not like it. But it is the reality of the situation. You must understand that facts actually mean very little to people. Humans operate on emotion primarily. We know that for sure. Let me give you a great example of this. If you personally do not believe in Santa Claus or Jesus Christ, does that stop the Christmas holiday from happening year after year? Or the billions of dollars spent on toys that are wrapped and put under the tree? Whether or not something is real actually has very little to do with how it impacts culture and society. You must understand this. Otherwise, the level of frustration that you're gonna feel surrounding things like COVID will be absolutely crippling and it will destroy your happiness. You will be one of these people who is glued to social media and glued to whatever their favorite TV news station is, all the while living in a constant state of anxiety over things that you cannot change. And I assure you, you cannot change this. You cannot change the reality of this situation. And you can go ahead and give me the every vote counts speech or the I called my congressman speech until you're blue in the face. And I assure you, you still cannot change this. If we, the people, could change issues at this scale, I would have personally fixed our broken food system years ago, but I can't. The only thing that you can change is your metabolic health. Right now, you can change the way you live your day-to-day life. You can learn new skills that allow you to operate more effectively and be in higher demand in the new digital economy that we're all now a part of. You can choose to turn off the news. You can choose to not get drunk every single night like some kind of weak-ass child who can't handle adulting. If you change your internal world, I promise you, you will have an impact on the external world. Turn off the news. You're feeding the monster. Now, if I allow myself to play the game of let's go back in time and fix everything, here's the way I see it. In just six months time, we could have changed the world or at the very least, the future of our country. Undoubtedly. How do I know this? because my work regularly helps people reverse chronic metabolic diseases in as little as six weeks. I have seen it more times than I can count, and if you don't believe me, just send me your email address and I will gladly have my giant army of success stories pummel your inbox with their stories of personal health transformations. The government and the mainstream media gave us zero guidance here, and somehow, You all keep looking to them to fix this situation for you. Everyone decided that they were going to mope around miserable and wait for someone else to come save them. When the pandemic hit, junk food sales, alcohol sales, fast food sales, all skyrocketed. And I mean skyrocketed. We are talking exponential growth within weeks of the pandemic. Still today, here in Tennessee, I can't drive by a Chick-fil-A restaurant without seeing three separate lines of cars, traffic backed up for what will easily be an hour-long wait to get their precious fried chicken sandwiches and french fries of death. This, ladies and gentlemen, is nothing other than natural selection. I don't know how else to say it, and yes, I know how heartless that sounds, but we can't keep tiptoeing around this shit for the sake of people's feelings. We just can't do it. We can't afford it. If somebody is on the pro-lockdown side of the fence, they can't just continue slurping down Coca-Cola's and Budweiser's while feasting on fried chicken sandwiches and French fries, all the while screaming on social media that they expect everyone to do their part by staying home and wearing their masks. People just can't do that. It's not right. It shouldn't be allowed. It's madness. And i got to be honest, I am not sorry for pointing that out to you. I wish that more people were talking about this. Wake up, everybody. Now, I want to wrap this episode by saying you are allowed to disagree. You're allowed to disagree with me. That's the primary reason that I recorded this episode. Honesty. I'm asking people to be honest. That was my honest intention for this episode, to spread the message of honesty. Got it? You are allowed to disagree with me or with anyone. You don't need my permission or anyone else's permission to feel a particular way about a particular topic. But you should not be lying or jumping on bandwagons with confirmation bias in an attempt to convince people that you're smarter than they are. That's not being a good person. It is perfectly okay for you to look at this CDC data and decide for yourself that the lockdown was not worth it or that mask mandates are not worth it. It's okay for you to believe that. You have plenty of evidence supporting your position. You don't need to lie about the data to justify that position. And if you look at this CDC data and decide for yourself that the lockdown was 100% worth it and that mask mandates irrefutably work, that's also okay. Again, you don't need to skew the data or lie about it in a desperate attempt to validate your own beliefs. You just don't need to do that. If we could all learn to be a bit more honest and understand our own intellectual limitations and biases, I have zero doubt that we could end up on the other side of this pandemic a whole lot faster. If you've enjoyed this video, click the share button if you think your loved ones would benefit from the information. And for the love of God, please work to improve your own metabolic health. Visit IamClovis.com slash start. Again, IamClovis.com slash start. And I will teach you exactly how to improve your metabolic health. Thank you so much for watching. Alright everybody, I hope you enjoyed that episode and I hope I was able to clear up some of the confusion for you surrounding these, uh, shall we say, exaggerated headlines that are oh so common in the land of social media in 2020. Just a reminder, you can sign up for the free Clovis Crash Course, a five-day crash course on all things nutrition and fitness. Just visit IamClovis.com slash crash course. Again, IamClovis.com slash crash course. Sign up for the free Clovis Crash Course, and you will receive your day one email immediately. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.